you could wait, then your blessings come and just be patient, G. It takes time when you plant a seed to grow into a tree. Hey, welcome to the rosy experience. God just gave me a word and I just wanted to share it with y'all. So it's about 10 o'clock at night, right? And I got a knock on the door and nobody knocks on my door ever. Like nobody even knows where I stay except for probably two people in this whole city. So when someone knocked, I'm just confused because nobody called me and said they were on their way. And it was my neighbor, right? And he's like, can you jump my car? Um, initially, I was a little nervous because, you know, it's me and four children in this house. I never open my door. I don't even talk to the neighbors. But then I remember um, a few weeks ago when my sliding door didn't close all the way and my battery was drained, my neighbor uh, jumped my car. Mind you, this was about like 8 o'clock in the morning when my neighbor jumped my car, so it was sunny outside, and plus there's no children in their house, not little kids at least. So it was a little alarming to me that, you know, they would knock on my door of all the doors and on the block, but at the end of the day, God just told me, you know, let them know you got to put your kids to bed first, and if they still come back and knock, then you can start their car. So I'm like, okay, that's what I told them. Hey, I have to put my kids to bed. Can you give me about 30 minutes? So he comes back 30 minutes later. Well, it was a little more than 30 minutes. But anyways, he comes back after I already have my kids in bed and he's banging on the door. Again, you know, there's babies in here. And I just told you I was putting them to bed. But, you know, God led me to still answer the door. I didn't unlock my screen door, though. And I'm like, yeah. And he said that he wanted his car jumped. OK, cool. I'm going to go out there and jump your car. And then when I went to go jump his car, he's like, um, can you keep your motor at 2000 RPM? And I was like, what? I don't understand what that means. And he said, push on your gas. So I pushed on the gas and he said, no, 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 that's too fast. I'm like, okay, I don't understand. First of all, this is an inconvenience. I had to lock my screen door when I left out of the house because it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm in a big city. I'm not about to just leave my kids in an unlocked house. And so I'm like, now you're asking me to keep it at 2000 RPM. I don't even know what that means. You told me to push on the gas. I pushed on the gas and now you're saying it's too hard. I didn't say any of this to him, but this is what I'm thinking. But, you know, God has learned me, has taught me how to tame my tongue and I'm learning more how to walk like God and to talk like God and to be like God. So I, I was just like, what would Jesus do? Jesus would just be quiet. And, you know, so that's what I did. I was quiet and let him explain to me. He said, you see those numbers on the left? And I was like, yeah. He said, OK, we'll just push it till it gets to the two. And then I looked at it and it said one, two, three, four, all the way up to like nine. And then it said times 1000. So pushing it to the two puts it at 2000 RPM. OK, so I'm doing that for about two minutes and then he says okay the battery's just all the way dead thank you for trying have a great night ma'am and then he puts my jumper cables back in the car and I go back in the house and as I'm going back in the house God just gave me a word he said Rosemary do you not realize what just happened no God I don't I'm really honestly just ready to go back in the house go take a shower and go to bed but he was like that's just like when you're trying to preach the gospel to someone when you are explaining it to them if they don't get it, you can't be quick to anger. You didn't understand when he told you to go to 2000 RPM. You tried, but you did it too hard. And he did get a little angry, but he didn't yell at you. He just was trying to tell you, hey, just push it slowly. And he showed you exactly what to do in order to get it to 2000 RPM. And then that's when your common sense kicked in and you looked at it and you saw that it said times a thousand on there. So it clicked. It made sense to you. He said, push it to the two. And then you used your common sense. You saw the times 1000 and it clicked for you. 
Now think about it when you're trying to preach the gospel to people. If you're trying to explain to someone, like I have a friend, she she's very near and dear to my heart, but she's going through a lot of turmoil in her relationship. I'm not going to go deep into her relationship because she does listen to my podcast. And even though I'm not going to say her name, it still is something that I don't want her to feel triggered. But anyway, she's going through issues and it's issues that I've similarly went through. So I'm just trying to express to her on the outside looking in, I see what's going on. And I'm trying to let you know that the best way to get out of this situation is to take this separation from him as a blessing and to decide to choose you and choose your children and to not worry about him. Let God handle him. Whatever issues he has, let God handle him. And in her heart and in her head, she's saying, well, I don't feel like God would have allowed me to get this close to him, would have allowed me to get pregnant by him, would have allowed me to develop all of these feelings with him if this wasn't supposed to work. So in her head, it's not her fault. She has nothing to do with the fact that it's not working. It's God's fault is basically how I took what she said. Now, when I try to express the fact that we have to look at ourselves in every situation, she wasn't hearing me. She thought I was blaming her. I'm not. But when you know that something is not working, when you know that you're being treated disrespectfully and you are still choosing to stay in a situation, you cannot blame God for that. God will never hurt you. Anything that God does is always for the bettering for you. He wants you to be a wife to someone. Why? Because if you are someone's wife, they are they are naturally going to protect you emotionally, financially, physically. That is their job at all times. If they die today, all of their money will go to you because you are their wife. If you need any type of assistance emotionally, physically, your husband is supposed to do that for you. And if anything is hurting, that is not something that God did. We put ourselves in situations a lot of the times and we try and blame God for it. If somebody is disrespecting you, calling you out your name, hitting you, anything like that, God did not tell them to do that. The devil did. And you staying in that situation is you saying that you are okay with whatever the devil is handing you. I was once that woman. I loved a man so much that I did not love myself. I didn't seek God. Have I always talked to God? Yes. But my talks with God looked so much different back when I was living in the world than it looks now that I'm living with God. When I was living in the world, I would talk to God and say, Lord, could you please just make today a little bit easier? Can you please get him to not get mad today? Can you please get him to not hit me today? Rather than being like, Lord, can you give me the strength to not deal with this man? Can you give me the strength to ignore his phone calls? Can you give me the strength to not let him in my door? Can you give me the strength to not speak to this man because he is not of you? He is not for me and I do not want him around me or my children because everything that he does is damaging to my soul, to my inner peace, to my life. He does not belong in my life. God, please detach me from him. My prayers didn't look like that. My prayers look more like my self-esteem is so low that I'm going to accept this man even though he tells me every day how much he hates me, even though he treats me like crap. But we have a very sexual relationship and we smoke weed together and he is the father of my children. So I would much rather keep him around than 
raise my body count. Now, being with someone who is actively sleeping with whoever, whenever, is dangerous. It's dangerous in so many different ways. Outside of that, they're abusive. Outside of that, they disrespect you. Outside of that, they abuse you financially. There's nothing positive about that situation, and God did not design that. Therefore, God will not cover that. So anything uncomfortable that you go through, it's a personal choice because you are choosing not to be in God's presence. You are choosing to deal with someone and to wake up every day and still allow that person in your life. You're not seeking help. You're not going to a shelter. You're not asking family members to help you. You're not asking the police to help you. You're not asking anybody to help you. All these people that God put out here to assist you, you're not asking for help to get away from this man. Every day you are waking up and choosing him. Why? It took me a while to get to that point. So God showed me what happened tonight. Not to get mad at anyone who does not choose to follow the gospel, who does not choose to follow things that I was led to tell them. Because at the end of the day, me keeping it real and keeping it honest and keeping it godly when I speak to them is eventually going to speak volumes and eventually they will catch on. I just have to continue to speak to them and continue to pray and that's it. I have to let go of their situations. I cannot carry other people's bags because if I carry your bags, that is going to cause me to drown and I have no more room to drown. I am 30 years old with four children. I have been in two abusive relationships in the past 10 years. I have had my jaw broken. I have had my ribs broken. I have had guns pulled on me. I have had my life threatened so many times. I've been pushed over, kicked, stumped, punched. I've had TVs thrown at me. I've had couches like, um, not big couches, but like um, chairs and furniture thrown at me at my face. I've had glass thrown at my face. I've had tablets thrown at my face, phones thrown at my face. I've literally been abused like full hot plates of food thrown at my face. I've been treated like the scum of the earth. I've been treated like a slave by a man that I was sleeping with. And I was so scared to leave him because of all the stories he told me about things he's done in jail and things he's done in the streets. And come to find out all those stories he told me were lies or came off of movies. So I let the devil into my ear and let the devil scare me. And I have given God all of the victory now because my Lord and Savior saved me from a situation that could have killed me. My children's father had me so wrapped around his finger, so scared of him to the point that he literally sexually assaulted me and I just laid back in the bed afterwards. I didn't call the police. I didn't scream. I didn't call a family member. I didn't tell anybody. I just laid back in the bed and went to sleep. Like he literally had me scared of him. So I will never Be the woman that you can call and tell that a man is disrespecting you and I'm going to validate your feelings on still wanting to be with him. Because I know how easy it is for a man to get the devil in him and start treating you the way that the devil would treat you and then you not seek out for God. You're just seeking for people to validate your relationship. God doesn't put relationships like that together. So if you want someone to validate that, don't call me. I will not validate a relationship that is abusive. I will not validate a mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, or financially abusive relationship. I was in two of them and I will never do that again. Technically, I was in three because even though I didn't actually become this other person's girlfriend, 
I was talking to them for six months and I spent over $15,000 on them. So yes, I was financially abused by someone as well. There's been so many things that I have done that I am not proud of, but at the end of the day, I love the Lord so much that I know that the Lord will protect me in all aspects of my life. The Lord has always protected me. No matter what I've gone through, I've always called on him and he's always protected me. That's how I know I am his prophet because it is so easy for me to explain things to other people. I have so many people that I have helped. Um, There's this couple right now, Jeremy and Ashley, they've been together for about 10 or 11 years. We used to work at Dylan's. uh, It's a Kroger grocery store in Wichita, Kansas together when we were younger. Like I think Ashley was 16. Jeremy was 19. I was 18. And they liked each other so much and never did anything about it. And I used to speak with Jeremy all the time because he worked in the front end. He was like a front end coordinator. He was like one of the bosses, basically. And um, Ashley was just a sacker. And she was not uh, working at the register or nothing at the time. But she really liked him and he really liked her. But they both were scared to tell each other. So I was the middleman for them. And I wound up actually encouraging them to go on dates. I think I even went on a date with them the first time. Anyways, I encourage them to go on dates with each other and it's been about 10 years and they just had a baby and they're married. And I was just like, wow, it's amazing how I've always been the type to help other people see their worth and see their potential. But I've never been able to see my worth or see my potential. And Ashley actually uh, messaged me not too long ago. And, and I told her, you know, I remember back when you two liked each other and I hooked you up or whatever. And she said, I thank you so much because without you, I don't know where we would be right now. And that's so amazing to hear that from someone because I've touched so many people's lives. And like most people's lives I've touched don't give me the recognition and it's not something that I've done for recognition but it's just like to actually hear someone say you touched my life that's important to me because there are so many people I can name who have touched my life my best friend Paris she really touched my life we worked at Dylan's together and me and her have been through a lot it's like a long story to even explain all that we've been through but just know that through both of my abusive relationships Paris was always the one who's like I'm just not going to talk to you anymore if you're going to stay with that person and I know that this person is doing you like this so she she's always loved me to the point that she's gonna only tell me the truth And I wanted validation. I wanted to talk to her about things. And then she'd just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was never like that. She would always be like, no, that's not okay. I'm not going to laugh about that. No. And so that caused me to stray away from her instead of pull closer to her. She's always been a good friend. And I've always been the type to run away from her just because of how real she was. But when it comes to other situations, I'm real with people. I'm very open, honest, and real when it comes to me giving other people advice on their lives. When it came to my life, I didn't want to hear anything about it because I felt like I was good. But I wasn't. I was drowning and I was allowing people to do things to me that I should not have been accepting. But because my things weren't outward and nobody knew about my things, I felt like I was okay because my things were in the closet. Well, they're not in the closet anymore. And the people who knew about it and who were trying to protect me, I honestly respect them. And I apologize for pushing you away when all you did was love me because now I'm in the situation where I'm out here loving people who are still in bad, toxic situations. And I, I feel, I feel like they're pushing me away. But at the end of the day, I understand why, because I was once that person who pushed the people who loved me away. So I just want to say to my friends, I love you. 
the things that you're going through is not your fault, but it's your fault that you're still in it. You didn't cause the situation by any means, but if you continue to be in abusive situations with different people, the common denominator is you. It's a different face, but it's still you being hit. It's still you being cussed at. It's you. So even though you didn't cause it, you are the common denominator. So you need to change you. Change your expectations. Change your self-respect. Change your self-esteem. Esteem yourself to the point that I will not even give you my phone number if you're disrespectful. If the way that you catch my eye is through Facebook or by whistling at me, I want nothing to do with you. Like, you have to esteem yourself to where if somebody doesn't come correct, they don't get to come at all. Don't sleep with somebody initially and then wonder why all they want is sex from you. Don't tell somebody your deepest, darkest secrets and then wonder why they keep throwing it in your face. Like, somebody has to earn that. They have to earn you. Us women are so used to just, oh, I'm so used to seeing my mom be so open with all these different guys or I'm so used to seeing my mom and my dad fight and then still sleep in the same bed so I think this is normal but I'm here to tell you babe this is not normal I grew up watching fights all the time my parents were married my whole childhood but they fought every day my dad cheated all the time so I grew up watching exactly what I grew up to be My mom was so strong. She had five children by my dad and he had four children out of wedlock and she still stayed. He was abusing her. She would just fight him back. But they both were abusing themselves too because my dad was on and off drugs and my mom became an alcoholic due to their past trauma when they were children and then their trauma that they caused with their trauma bond in their relationship you have to fix you before you make a relationship with someone because if things that happen to you as a child are stimming your um emotional anxiety or are stimming your your um drug abuse or your alcohol abuse or are stimming your your evil thoughts or the way that you talk to people if your childhood is stimming that is um, giving you the power to continue to act in a way that is not favorable for you, then you need to seek therapy. When you go to therapy, you can lay all of this out on the line and they can explain to you how you can get through those things. Because until you heal your inner child, you will still be a child in the mind, which means you're still going to be immature. If you're immature, you cannot grow. Immaturity does not grow. You have to become mature in order to grow because when you're mature, you realize that you don't know everything, babe. And once you realize you don't know everything, you will be open to new knowledge, to new information. And new information will eventually get you to God because God is a lot of new information. If you did not grow up knowing the word of God, knowing God is a lot of new information. Or even if you did grow up in church, but you just didn't understand the Bible, Once you get to understand the Bible, that is a lot of new information, but you cannot intake that information if you still haven't healed the old you. You got to heal the old you first and seek God while you're healing the old you. And then you will start to notice in the way that you dress and the way that you talk and the way that you walk and the way that you esteem yourself and the people that you have in your circle and the activities that you do. I literally stopped drinking and smoking cold turkey on Easter and haven't touched it again. And it's almost October. I got baptized a week after that. 
that was a personal choice. And I've been getting closer and closer to God ever since. It's ever since April. April's when I started my walk with God. I was kind of lukewarm, dibbling, dabbling in my walk with God before April. But in April is when I actually said, God, I give myself away so you can use me. It was in April. And I meant every word of it. And I've realized, you know, I went to the store, got me a whole bunch of new clothes where my breasts aren't showing. And I don't purposely buy clothes for my breasts to show to begin with. But since I do have bigger breasts, I'm starting to realize how I need to dress in order to cover them. I'm starting to realize, you know, since my butt is kind of big, I need to wear shirts that are longer so that it's not sticking out. All of those TikTok leggings that I had, I gave all of them to my niece because I don't want any leggings that accentuate my butt. My butt is already big. So I've just been honestly changing the way that I dress. I deleted every song out of my phone that was not either a positive song or a Christian song everything. I deleted all my Beyonce. I deleted all of my Lil Wayne, all of my YG, all of my Mulatto, all of my anything that was not of God is out of my phone that I don't listen to it anymore. Not to say that these are not great artists. Yes, they are great artists, but their artistry is not geared towards the Lord. It's geared towards the devil. If you are encouraging people to sleep around outside of wedlock if you are encouraging people to fight if you are encouraging people to do drugs to drink if you are encouraging people to lust anything you are encouraging people to do that is not of God I don't want to be a part of that I'm not a part of that world anymore so I don't want to be a part of it and I have esteemed myself to the point that any man who feels like that music is God that music is what he needs to listen to to get through his day then he is not for me is he a bad man no and he will find him a wife who is okay with that but I want to go to heaven so I'm not okay with that and I will not marry a man who is okay with listening to music that is talking about sex or killing all day so I just honestly I'm growing closer to God. I'm realizing all of the things I've been doing that are toxic around my kids and I stopped doing them. Once you realize it's wrong and you keep doing it, then you are held to a higher level of sin than anyone else. Because God said in Romans that I'm telling you this, I'm not going to say the exact word for word because I don't remember word for word, but basically he sent Paul to tell um, everybody, I'm telling you all of these so that you know all of these laws, you know all of the sins, you know everything that's wrong. Once you hear it come out of my mouth and you hear that it's a sin, this is coming directly from God. So once you hear this come directly from God and you still choose to do it and you don't feel any sort of guilt and you don't repent then you deserve to die because Jesus died for us so that we can be able to repent so we can feel guilt and repent and still be alive because initially all the wages for sins was death you had no choice to do anything but die when you sinned God gave Jesus so that Jesus could die for our sins so now all we have to do is repent and actually talk to God and tell God to take that sin out of our soul and if we do that we're good but if you just keep sinning, that's just like back when, um, before God sacrificed Jesus, they were sacrificing lambs and goats so that they didn't have to die. Well, people just kept sinning and then giving a lamb or a goat, then sin, then give a lamb or a goat. And they thought, okay, I'm going to heaven. I didn't give like 30 lambs. No, because you sinned 30 times on purpose just because you knew that giving a goat or a lamb would make you get, uh, get respect. 
So no, God took that away and he said, no, I gave Jesus now. And now you repent to me and actually change the behavior. Now you don't have to die. But if you're going to continue to sin, you just need to die. And you're just going to go to hell because you don't repent just so you can sin again. That's not the point of repentance. God knows that we're going to sin because we are flesh. Flesh has nerves. Our nerves are very sensitive. We enjoy sex. We enjoy certain things. There's certain things that we enjoy that we know is not of God. But hey, it feels good. And God knows that. So that's why we're able to repent. And when you repent, you need to get deep in that Bible so you can understand what you can do to change those things. If you don't want to change those things, that is fine. Do you. But just realize that you're going to be doing you in hell for eternity. And if you're okay with that, hey, if you like it, I love it. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to let you know what the gospel says. And if you choose not to follow the gospel, that's on you, baby. And I love you still. I love everybody. But you can't sit with me if you're not going to follow the rules. You can't sit with me if you're going to condemn me to hell. Because you don't have a heaven or a hell to put me in. And I'm not going to allow you to get the devil in my spirit. And then I wind up dying abruptly and didn't get the chance to repent. And now I'm in hell with you just because I was hanging out with you. No, no. It's way deeper than change to me. It's way deeper than anything that it sounds like. To me, it's about eternity. I want my children to be covered forever. I want me to be covered forever. I want my family to be covered forever, but they are not my responsibility. I love them. I really do. But all I can do is just preach the gospel to them and keep it moving. I can't force you to change. I can't force you to understand where I'm going. I can't force you to go where I'm going. But I can tell you what God tells me. And whether or not you take that and whether or not you look deeper into the Bible yourself, that's on you. And I love you anyways. Y'all have a blessed night. I've been talking for about 25 minutes. I need to go get in the shower and go to bed. Thank you for tuning in to the Rosie Experience. Go on and follow me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The Rosie Experience. Have a great night.